you're listening to the Her Power Podcast, brought to you by Chantel and Afia. We're back. I can't believe it. Finally, after such a long break. It feels good though to hear that anchor noise. <laughs> Honestly, it feels good. Honestly, guys, blame Virgin Media for the whack Wi Fi. And yes, I am naming and shaming. <sighs> wow, it's real. It was real, honestly. It's been such a humbling experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's been crazy. What are we? I was going to say this is like the 10th week of lockdown, but it's definitely much further <laughs> in. We are deep in under lockdown. Mm-hmm. Do you miss the outside like... world? Um, no, because I still kind of <laughs> go out. Um, not anywhere fancy just like going jogging or I might go to like the supermarket but I definitely I can't remember where I was today but I saw like some hipsters you know they had like Doc Martens on and like cool hair and I was like I miss like Brick Lane okay. and that kind of going out just going out on a Sunday yeah you know what I mean? so like chill in Liverpool Street I miss that a lot oh yeah the culture <laughs> Yeah, it's been so long. Oh my days. What about you? Because you've been ice. Listen, I don't miss nothing. I'm so happy being at home. I think that the only thing is that I, as I keep banging on about, I just did not want to be in this country at this time. Like, this was not how my summer of 2020 was meant to be. But, you know, God's will, not my way. So. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting on with it, That's really. True. But other than that, like, I don't actually mind being at home. It's just that I should have caught a couple flights by now. But wow, we moved. Yeah, no, because you've got big news. Drop it in the podcast, please. Let them know what's been happening with you. Chantel, <laughs> gosh, I'm done. Um, I don't know what to say, guys. But basically. I finished uni and I've got a 2-1. Woo! So amazing. Honestly, last time we heard you on the podcast, I swear you still doing so. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. Oh, no, did I finish? I can't remember, you know. I think actually uh, you finished it. Yeah, I think I literally just done, but now it's all done. Um, a whole graduate I'm so happy for you a whole graduate a 2-1 was actually out of reach like no joke again I'll have to do another testimony at one point but Mm -hmm. at some point but (laughs) let's just say people told me you know I mean the way your second year went it'll be quite difficult to get a 2-1 overall you know realistically you might be getting it I said We'll see about that. It's not your fault. Literally, I said, we'll see about that. And then, yeah, came true. God guides me and here we are. (laughs) Amen. So good. And it's not like you've just got a 2-1, you've got a ministry. You know, God has given you a business, an organisation. Like, so much. So much. You're leaving with. Amazing. Amen. We thank God. So good. I'm excited. Sorry to embarrass you. <laughs> no, I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> it's cool. Um, but yeah, what are we getting into this week? A star five. Indeed. Um, I thought we should do. Oh, 
what I was gonna say. Did you forget? Oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say let's do rock paper scissors, but I'm actually not with you. <laughs> How am I gonna see you? Or maybe if this was your big plan. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Um, how are we gonna uh, do this? Oh, uh, um, I can't believe you. Or if it did, but then again, I can't see you. Oh my god, it's context. If he was like, okay, I'll tell you on the pod how we can decide who's gonna go first. <laughs> and I thought she had such a great idea. <laughs> well, um, oh my god. Um. Oh. I don't mind praying, and you can read it in NLT if you want. Mind, thank you. Okay, awesome. Let's start. All right, let's get into it. Okay, um, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we just come before you. We thank you so much for us together to record the podcast. You know, we thank you for this humbling season of the waiting. Um, but I thank you that it is your will for us to be here today recording. I just pray that. Um, you really speak to us through Esther 5 and through everyone who is listening to and really guide us, let your words order our steps, Father, according to your mm. will. Um, heal our hearts, Father, with your word as we read it today. Um, show us more why you've called us to read Esther and why her story is so important and so life-changing. Let us not leave this session the same, Father. Um, yeah, and I just pray that the words that come from our mouth um, are guided by your Holy Spirit to enlighten um, your people, to enlighten one another. Um, yeah, and I just pray that your will is done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Okay, I'm ready to go with the reading. Esther 5. My title is Esther's Request to the King. What have you got? Um, Esther prepares a banquet. Oh, (laughs) just spoiling it, honestly. That is funny. Um, Okay, well, I mean, mine has no, no talk of banquet, not just yet, but I'm sure I'll find out more. Um, right, Esther 5. On the day of the fast, Esther put on her royal robes and entered the inner court of the palace, just across from the king's hall. The king was sitting on his royal throne, facing the entrance. When he saw Queen Esther standing there in the inner court, he welcomed her and held out the gold scepter. The gold scepter. If I say scepter, <laughs> Hold up the gold scepter to her. So Esther approached and touched the end of the scepter. (laughs) Then the king asked her, what do you want, Queen Esther? What is your request? I will give it to you, even if if it is half the kingdom. And Esther replied, "If if it please the king, let the king and Haman come today to a banquet I have prepared for the king. The king turned to his attendants and said, tell Haman to come quickly to a banquet as Esther has requested. So the king and Haman went to Esther's banquet. And while they were drinking, the king said to Esther, now tell me what you really want. What is your request? I will give you to you. And even if it is half the kingdom, Esther replied, this is my request and deepest wish. If I have found favor with the king and if it pleases the king to grant my request and to do what I ask, Please come with Haman tomorrow to the banquet I will prepare for you. Then I will explain what this is all about. Then I've got another title. It says Haman's plan to kill Mordecai. (laughs) 
Heyman was a happy man as he left the banquet. <laughs> but when he saw Mordecai sitting at the palace, not standing up or trembling nervously before him, Heyman became furious. However, he restrained himself and went home. Then Heyman gathered together his friends and Zeresh, his wife, and boasted to them about his great wealth and his many children. He bragged about the honours the king had given him and how he had been promoted over all the other nobles and officials. Then Haman added, and that's not all. Queen Esther invited only me and the king himself <laughs> to the banquet she prepared for us. And she has invited me to dine with her and the king tomorrow, again. Then he added, but this is all worth nothing as long as I see Mordecai the Jew just sitting there at the palace gate. So Haman's wife, Zeresh, and all his friends suggested... Set up a sharpened pole that stands 75 feet tall and in the morning ask the king to impale Mordecai on it. When this is done, you can go on your merry way to the banquet with the king. This pleased Haman and he ordered the pole set up. There we go. Wow, Haman. Oh, a crazy man. A kid, like. <laughs> Every time they talk about him, it's always so simple, like, Heyman was a happy man when he left the banquet. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, so childish. Like, why is he angry that Mordecai's not trembling when he sees him? Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. But he's a man he reminds of all me- talk. He doesn't even know. He has all these big ideas to, oh, I want to kill Mordecai. And he didn't even think of the plan. He's got other people to do it. And then there was another bit. Um, yeah, when he's like, oh, that he was boasting about his wealth and his children and boasting about going to the banquet. It's like nothing comes from him. He's always boastful about other things and then also has this big plan and actually doesn't even know how he's going to do it, but waited on someone else to advise him. And the advice is rubbish. It's like <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> so bad even when he says like Esther invited only him that is so listen (laughs) he's been like this though yeah Esther's like the way she's asking the king is a bit annoying do you think I think coming from like my more modern perspective like she's just doing so much and she's not even asked him anything yet which I find frustrating like Mm. she's had to prepare this meal like they've not even had the meal yet and she just wants to ask him one question and it's obvious that he knows that there's more to it so I feel like for me I'm a bit like why can't she just come right out with it because he's even saying I'll give you half the kingdom I know but I do think that she's been very careful with this and because remember she's just finished mm-hmm. her fast so she's ha- she's been sitting on this plan for a while but before she done it she's fasting first and then now she's also kind of setting up the scene so that he's in the most comfortable and happiest place I remember we were saying stuff like you know not to trick him out, but to get on his good side, like make sure he's had a nice meal. <laughs> so yeah, she's really being quite. Um, she's thought this through. She's not rushing. So I think I don't know what that's trying to say in terms of our own situations, um, or where if I don't know if you're in a situation where you feel 
that there could be slightly something that can't that may particularly not go well it's like okay you know fasting is step one step two is kind of you know not really comforting the person that you might have to approach but trying to get them in the best best like way maybe before you go about being the bearer of bad news or whatever it is Mm. yeah that's really true actually I feel like yeah for me I was just kind of more looking at it like she's dilly dallying it's gonna go her way yeah and whatever will be will be true but I guess you know by God's grace we do kind of have that kind of control in the beginning mm-hmm. if we are diligent and listen to him for it to actually work out instead of just yeah. being like bold and just you know blunt <laughs> mm. oh my gosh you know the um, devotional, it's got this quote here and it says, a bad wife is like cancer to the bones. And it says, Zeresh is an example of the Proverbs 12, four wife. Um, and it says that our aim should be to add glory to our families, friends, colleagues, and respective husbands and wives. Um, and then it says, you should be wise and have a pure heart and do not condone or encourage evil. Um, and it says, always promote good and speak words of life. And I think she's doing the opposite. I'm trying to find what Proverbs 11, I mean, 12, 4 says. Um, but I'm because, I mean, Zeresh is now encouraging her husband to kill. So, mm. and it's quite a strong, I mean, cancer to the bones is like, a slow death and it's like if you take on advice from people that can potentially be like cancerous to you that is deep so dangerous as well so dangerous like you're it's basically like preparing you for your downfall if you take on the advice of people that aren't worthy wow this bit says, Proverbs 12, 4, a worthy wife is a crown for her husband, but a disgraceful woman <laughs> is like cancer in his bones. I wonder what other versions say. What does yours say? Um, Proverbs 12, 12. 4. Yeah. It's deep. Like, whew. I'm going to get up some other versions too, but you can get up your one. Uh, let me try to find... Oh, I've got up King James while you get yours. And it says, A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, but she that maketh ashamed is as rottenness is in his bones. Rotten. Yeah. What does yours say? Mine says the same. It says an excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who brings shame is like rottenness in his bones. Mm, 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 mm. So rottenness was like one of the original words that they yeah. use. What about TPT? You know TPT is always. You love a bit of TPT, don't you? It's so good. Let me get it up. The pa- yeah, passion always hits deep. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the integrity and strength of a virtuous woman transforms her husband into an honoured king. <gasps> wow. But the wife who disgraces her husband weakens the strength of his identity. <gasps> 
No, Passions. Wow. No, do you know what? I'm reading Passions forever now. What? Wow. He weakens the strength of his identity. My gosh. You cannot bring shame to the... Whoa, this is deep. And, okay, can we, can we just hold on a minute? Firstly, yeah, this shows how important a wife is to a husband. Because you can just be a husband, but it's your woman's integrity and strength that has the ability to transform mm. just the humble, simple man into not just a king, wow. but an honoured king. Do you know what that means? Like, you, people honour you. Wow. But that's not based on you. That's based on the strength of your wife. Listen, wow. these men have to pick wisely. Pick wisely. So true, because you don't want to be with your limiter. Like, it's actually real. There's a woman out there that can really Listen, transform What you're saying you. is on point. I remember, I'm going to try to find it now. Oh, listening to that. Where's that sermon that I was listening to? And I made notes on it. Hold on, hold on. Uh, notes. And it was all about being with your limiter. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, God forbid. Yeah, look at it. It's saying here, some of you are married or dating your limiter. And it says, a lot of us like are like peacocks and we um, like people that are good to look at. But really, you should be going for eagles and flying higher than where you should be. Mm. Mm. Wow. It's so serious. Wow. Wait, so what did Passion say about um, Zeresh? Like, women like her? Uh, Passion, passion, passion. What, the last bit of Esther? Yeah. Mm, no so the um proverbs oh the bit that a wife the wife who disgraces her husband weakens the strength of his identity oh okay yeah wow so it's not even like wow so being with a limiter is within the strength of your identity listen (laughs) so crazy it's not a joke because you then operate at a lower level wow I don't want to talk too much, but, you know, you can be in something where somebody can be jealous of you, somebody can, Mm. you know, you're not on, when you're not on par, that's why I think everything has, it's not that you have to be equal, but, you know, the values have to align and you have to, you have to be on the same wavelength. Wow. Later on when you know you don't want that person to hold you back and that's i mean that's for men and women honestly so true and it's just like i guess sometimes we don't really i think as women we don't really put how important it is to maintain our identity like we really put that on the back burner Mm. so the fact that this isn't scripture and proverbs which is really the book of wisdom Mm. like our identity is so important and it's not like you can't just find your identity from young and say, that is me. Like, God is trying to grow you every day. Yeah. Like, your identity is supposed to mature. So it's so important not to like, limit yourself, even in terms of work. If you're working in a place where your identity, do you know what I mean, has to be, like, hidden, 
even if you're just because of the color of your skin or the way that your hair grows like these are really wow. important things that you should not even be settling for wow. not so important your identity is crazy mm. and I think this is so good in terms of showing the importance of a wife and a good wife at that Mm -hmm. and how impactful it is for the person and I think also it kind of shows that you know even if you do have someone and then you know for example let's say I doubt this is going to happen but let's say you know Heyman discovers that Zeresh is not exactly the correct person to be advising him and you know let's say they broke up and you know that's still a part of you that's being limited that you now have to build up for the next person and I think you know I mean again I personally I think you know when they say like guard your heart do all these things it's because these people that you connect yourself with spiritually emotionally physically everything it then has the ability to really like bring you down and then it's mm. that building back up that can be so difficult. That's why I think avoid nonsense, basically, at all costs, because these relationships and bondage and, you know, all that stuff can really take a toll. Look, like, they literally said that this one bit of advice has basically meant that his identity is weakened. Mm. One, one, That's one advice. Imagine years of that advice. Wow. So true. Crazy, man. No, that's so good. You really have to be guarding your heart. I think especially if you want to go into a relationship quite young, like early 20s or late teens, thinking Mm -hmm. that, okay, this person, I'm going to marry them. Because you don't want to lose your identity or begin to weaken your identity from such a young age like that. And then only realise when you're, I don't know, like mid-30s. Oh, that is a lot. Honestly, there's so much building up to do. Honestly, I feel like we're definitely, like, our generation are so blessed because we get to see those 30-year-old women that may be going through divorce now and sharing their stories and all that now. So I would really say learn from that because you do not want to jump into a relationship from a young age thinking that you know it all because, you know... you need to protect your identity. Wow. Yeah, and I think... Oh, no, you go, you go. No, I was just going to say, like, I think also the reason why the Bible's pushing this is that your identity is so important because without it, and the more you weaken it, the more you go into darkness. Because mm. sometimes you can think, like... Like, I've been in situations or in relationships with people where, you know, I've been, like identity just because I know okay maybe it's too much for them or whatever in that situation and I think that I'm just being silent but actually I'm just going closer and closer into sin because look at Haman now look at him he's just sinning look at him like look at him (laughs) he's trying to kill someone like look at the sin that he is now walking in the pathway of sin that he's going in you know so it's so important just even to just Stay in God's way, stay in God's pathway. You have to keep your identity. I fully agree. And I think I was going to say also, you know how he's, you know, being invited to banquets. He's got stuff to boast about. And I think that's how the devil can Mm. keep things glossy. 
because you know you could be in this you know destructive relationship and you know your everything's going well for you I mean from the outside it looks nice and glossy and you're getting invited to here and there I mean in their case it was the banquet and it's like look at him Queen Esther invited only me and the king himself to the banquet she prepared mm-hmm. for us. Like, he's gassed. Meanwhile, you know, your foundation, which comes from your home, is destroyed. Wow. And I'm sure, honestly, again, I'm looking forward to next week because I'm sure Haman's just going to go downhill from here because he's obviously so fast and he's going to take this advice. And it's also sad because other than... um. It's interesting that they're focusing on the wife because it also says Haman's wife and all his friends suggested this um, idea to kill and the way to do it. I mean, yeah, we, you know, badmouthed Zoresh a bit, but let's just um, focus on his friends for a second and how friendship can also mm. lead to your disruption. We shouldn't just, you know, make it a relationship thing because, yeah, relationships have a quite a significant impact on you but so can friendships I mean the foundation of a relationship is friendship and you shouldn't ignore that and his friends here have also provided him with some you know distasteful advice and I think yeah friends can also lead you in the wrong way and you know you're you're a reflection of the five you surround yourself with and these five or more are gonna you know advise him to do this and he's just following along so true so true and he's on like you could read about his wife and think well i'm not married so it doesn't apply to me but what you just said there shows that even when you're single mm-hmm. you know this still applies because you have friends when you're single so exactly. you need to really check your circle no so true and i think the quality of your friendships will then impact the quality of your relationship yeah that's so true if you're so fast to you know anything your friend says you're like you know ready to bow down and do everything and you're not really a independent thinker you're just going to become that in your relationship as well because you're used to that it's quite deep man so sorry can you repeat that last line oh okay no I just said that your relationship your friendships are the foundation of your relationships and how you are as a friend is then gonna translate into how you are as a wife or a husband yeah so true honestly and it's like I even think about you know once you do get married Mm -hmm. and you're still trying to drag those same friendships like Hmm. You don't want to put your spouse into that. And I think also it will reveal some of your friendships as well once you get married. Maybe it will show you, are your friends really that mature? Yeah, definitely. So it's just so, it's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Esther 5 has been cool. Again, I think the two main bits that stood out was, you know, Esther's way of approaching the king with this sort of large request. She taken a lot of time I mean as you said there's because we don't know how it's going to turn out you know there's two sides of it like because it's been placed on her heart should she act straight away and you know sort it out or is it good that she's waiting I guess we'll find out and then um yeah this whole bit about 
you know what a friendship and a relationship can do to you which again we're gonna see what happens Mm -hmm. do you have anything more you want to say about that before we go into practical application um no i think we've touched it already yeah i like this one yeah it was really good it's really insightful i think there's so much i know and i think at first glance you can kind of read these and be like okay cool like getting invited to a banker uh okay they're gas they don't really want like they kind of want to kill off payment okay cool done and then it's like you get into it and then it's like there's so much you know practical things you can take from it which we're going to discuss now yeah um, but I think it's just a testament to the word and how you know just glancing over it is never enough there's so much hidden things that are able to just practically be applied to your everyday life yeah for sure so good so yeah what um what are you gonna practically put in place um i think seeking god for wisdom Mm. because as you said about Haman, he went to his friends he went to his wife and they're not good people they didn't have good they didn't have any wisdom to give him (laughs) so um i feel like if Haman was to go to God, obviously God would make him repent. But then also, like, I'm sure God would have given him wisdom to know, you know you'll be invited to this banquet because they're trying to stop what mm. you want to do. Like, he doesn't even deep Esther's motives. Like, surely he should be really asking, like, why is Esther inviting me? Why does she even like me when I'm about to kill her uncle? Sure. Um. So, yeah, definitely just seeking God for wisdom and seeking God for counsel before making any moves instead of just going straight to other people I think that's one say that again yeah sorry oh I just said like seeking God for wisdom and for counsel before making any decisions like because we see that with Esther as well yeah when she fasted and then now we see through Haman's mistakes that's what he needed to be doing Mm, definitely yeah amazing I think for me it's kind of like what you said um about seeking God first and you know it's like we read that somewhere else as well I can't remember what it was but um it's Matthew it's like seek the kingdom yeah was there oh I can't remember it now but it was something about um what was it oh I can't remember (laughs) um no it's gone it's actually gone I'll just say the other bit I was gonna say which was just how impactful the people you attach yourself with um and how how impactful it is on your life wow so I'm gonna be careful that's so true and it that literally just reminded me of um four how like mm-hmm. having someone like Mordecai around her. Mordecai is the one that told her like who said that you haven't been appointed queen just for a time like this. Mm-hmm. So you you need friends like Mordecai as well who are like so strong in their faith, so strong in their identity, who yeah. will encourage you to walk out in your purpose. Exactly. Like, we literally see two opposites. I know, and it's got to be people because him saying like who knows if you're made queen for a time like this and it's like 
you need other queens around you and other mm. kings around you or at least people that aspire to get there yeah otherwise you will just stay at a mediocre level and that can just be in your faith in your like business in your anything wow. yeah you need serious people around you like that can sound so vague but like literally Mordecai is a serious guy Zeresh is not the serious woman like mm-hmm. you actually just need serious people that take yeah. life seriously definitely and I think sometimes you know when you hear that and it's kind of like I don't know I mean I don't think I've ever been in a situation where you think oh my god I have to drop that person because I'm not serious like it's never been like that but I think it's about you also being the sort of pioneer to encourage as well if someone's in a situation where they realize okay yeah the five I'm around you know not gonna lie that advice was a bit meaty this person ended up doing xyz like <laughs> not, not necessarily saying drop them um it's about you know you also kind of leading the way and I think also you know God has a plan and I saw this thing today about you know when you may lose a friend or may lose whatever like that's God's will and you don't know what God heard or saw behind closed doors that you weren't there to witness so honestly God is in those rooms that you're not in he's there that's why he's our best friend Jesus is our best friend honestly all right because he really (laughs) will warn us but yeah warn yeah I agree with you but I feel like I'm still I still haven't learned that yet because with guys if they're not serious i would encourage cut them (laughs) at our age of course so yeah because i've been in that kind of habit i still don't know how to take that on when it comes to friendships i just i don't really know what to do if like a friend is not serious how Mm -hmm. not to cut them off and help them that's good that's glad that you're honest because i think as I, I think we mentioned it in a Bible study the other day when we were doing our imprint uh, bank cruise session and it was about, um, there was a part we were talking about, I think it was kind of like that cutting off thing and I think I mentioned how there's a Christian pressure of, okay, if they're not for me, God banish them or if, do you know what I mean? <laughs> mm. Yeah, what, I've said that prayer a fair time. Basically, I don't want to waste time. So, you know, if they're not for me, Lord, remove them. And if that friend isn't for me, Lord, do your thing and all of that. But I think also trust your own judgment because at the end of the day, it is coming through God as well. Be so hard on yourself. Like, you know, give people a chance. You know, I think Jesus is a forgiving person as well. yeah. Yeah, we shouldn't be so like rigid when it comes to it I think but also guard your heart before all else (laughs) so yeah I think that's good advice yeah this has been fun I miss the pod so much yeah hopefully we sleep no problem definitely Well, yeah, that was Esther 5 with a little commentary by us. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And, yeah, we'll be back next week. Cool. See you then. Bye. Bye.